Okay, good morning. Today's class is Success in And God willing, please share and rate the podcast. And all classes are given in Nativ Ezra, where we opened up the, uh, the, li- the live classes to everybody. And they're approximately 30 minutes after sunrise on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. And Monday and Thursday, they're 45 minutes after sunrise. So everybody's, everybody's welcome. Okay, so today's class, we're going to take, we're going back to basics. Because at the end of the day, you got to go back to basics. And um, we're going to take a book from Say Thank You and See Miracles. And obviously, we're going to take a book for our uh, Garden of Gratitude. Again, Garden of Gratitude is a book that you, we have to, I think you should keep it in your car, keep it in your house. You know, Rabbi Rush sent me a beautiful, um, he sent me a beautiful picture of Mizmor Toda, a prayer of thank gratitude. At the end of the day, Rabbi Nachman tells us very simple. That there's no way. The, how do you how do you practically kill your ego? How do you kill your ego? How do you kill all those fears? Reb Nachman tells us it's black and white. It's only through gratitude. Gratitude kills everything. It kills the other side. Whining and complaining gives the other side more koach. You know, one, one of one of the questions. I had a beautiful interview with Ellie Nash. He, he had a he has a podcast that he just started. And he's, you know, practically, you know, he asked me, well, what is surrender? I said, anything but, not re- but resisting. That means anything but resisting. The more you resist something, it's a lack of surrender. Whether it could be using, whether it be complaining about it, whether it be numbing it, anything but resisting is surrender, pretty much. That is really the, the, the real definition. There's, you could say thank you, and that's a surrender. Having faith is a form of surrender, Right? You know, thinking greater than you feel is a form of surrender. Celebrating in advance is a form of surrender. Ultimately, when we get to that, why we need to surrender is because our minds cannot handle the situation right now. Our minds cannot handle what's happening. We have no, we have, the dot is not there for us to understand why this, this is happening. So we're in danger of making things worse. So there's, the, the, any form of resistance is going to just make everything worse. And the resistance follows by a whining and complaining. This is something just to understand. When he asked me that question, it was just clear. It's anything but surrendering, anything but resisting. The more we resist, we will persist. And this is something that gratitude, and again, not saying thank you, being grateful and saying thank you, the big, big difference. I could say thank you and not be grateful, right? But gratitude is something in the heart. That's the key. So why, why am I talking about this? This is obviously because this is where we're prone to, to have this ingratitude. We just, the Parsha Shemot is all about the desert test. Rabbi Rush says the desert test is, is, is a test that we all go through. This desert test, these, don't think that when you're reading the Parsha, it's not, it's, it's out there. It's, it's happening to you today. So he's saying here that Israel's negative character trait of complaining was the main factor that angered God. The first, because power refused, and, and because they were complaining, not only did things get 
that not, they didn't get a Yeshua, they didn't get a salvation, but because of that, the power refused. Instead, he intensified the decrees. Immediately, the children of Israel complained against God and Moshe, and they blamed them for making things worse. And what did, what did, what did they say to Moshe? May, may God see you and the judge that you have, you have been hoarded in the eyes of Paro and the eyes of his servant giving him. That means it's your fault that this is happening. The lack of appreciation was itself the reason for the intensified exile. If the people of Israel had overcome their ingratitude from the start and thanked Mo- Moses instead of complaining, they would have immediately been redeemed. The redemption comes when you go into gratitude. It's that simple. It's that simple. I hate to tell it to you. It's exactly that simple. Why gratitude? We're going to speak about exactly why. Because when you're grateful, you're combining the names of Yurke Vavke and Elohim. And you know what that name represents? Right? Yurke Vavke and Elohim. Amen. Amen. When you say amen, that means everything's good. Amen. Amen is 91. It's the. Huh? And, and, you, you, I'm sorry, Yurke Vavke and Adanut. Adanut is also a name, I'm sorry, Adanut 26 and 65. Adon, Adon means a ruler. So when you're, when you're saying Amen, you're saying 91. It's the name of 91. It's also the name of Parnassa, right? So it's the name of Parnassa. It's also the name of sweetening justice. Do you understand? You're, we're sweetening the justice. Why? Because we're not separating the two. We're not separating Yurke Vavke and, and Adon. That is the power about, about this. If you understand, there's a very powerful. It's the, it's the justice and complaining, and the, and it all comes from a separation. That means when I'm complaining to God and I'm whining, I'm saying there's two, ish, there's two entities. That's the problem. You understand the problem? It's a lack of faith believing that there's two entities. What? When there's good, it's God doing it. When it's not, it's not God doing it. Is that what I'm saying? So that's why the 91 is so powerful. Because the 91 is Amen. It's all one. And this is why the next example was, are there, are there no graves in Egypt that you took us out to die in the desert? What have you done to us to take us out of Egypt? This is what, you've said to, 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 this is what we've said to you in Egypt. Leave us alone. We will serve Egypt. They, would prefer to, they, were, they, they, they said, I'll prefer to be in Egypt and die in the desert. The difference, listen to this line, and, and again, I, I, there's, I don't know why this has to be repeated over and over. To all of us. And remember, sometimes God takes away your knowledge so you can experience to show you that you are grateful. The difference between successfully understanding and withstanding a trial and failing it depends on your level of gratitude. Not what therapist you have, not what time you're getting up in the morning. Whether or not, what is your level of gratitude in that challenge? And at the end of the day, if you see everything back, it's every situation in life goes from resentment to gratitude. Appreciation, every shift of consciousness, even the science behind this. People that wrote things they were grateful for, five things they were grateful for every day, improve their lives 25% across the board. Imagine if you can improve your life 25% right now. What would you do? You'd do anything. You'd do anything. 
say thank you and see miracles. But more importantly, it's not, not just say thank you and see miracles. It's to be in the position that every day you find five new things you're grateful for. That was the journal. They were able to find five new things they were grateful for. And every morning, it's funny, a therapist did this the other day. And she, she told the class, I want you to come back after group. I want you to see 10 things you see today that, you're, that, you, that you see godliness inside. So again, the person's all of a sudden getting out and focusing on this. You know, we, we've, you know the reticular activates. Just, it, you focus where you want to see it. So this is, that's exactly what it is. The, thing, the difference between successfully withstanding a char, the trial or failing, and remember, the trials have to come in order for you to get, to get the, new, the new blessings. You, you cannot stop the test. The test come. So the, the test itself is where you, we are going to get tested constantly. Are you grateful in the challenge or are you bitter in the challenge? Are you better or are you bitter? And that is only based on the, your level or of gratitude. We don't have to, it's not, not, he's not asking you in your, your IQ. Your IQ is not getting you past the trial, my friend. It's not your IQ, know your plans, know your control. Can you really see godliness and see oneness in that challenge and trial? Extremely difficult. That's why surrender is needed first, so you can at least stop the bleeding. At least we can stop the bleeding, we can now see clearly, right? If, if, the, if, if, it's, if we can't fix the roof when it's raining. If the people of Israel had pondered the truth objectively, they would realize that Moshe was a tremendous help Instead, they went against them. The next instance of ingratitude came after splitting of the Red Sea. The nation had gone for a few days without water until they came to a place called Mara. What does Mara mean? Bitter. But the water tasted bitter. Why? Because they were bitter. The water tasted bitter because they were bitter. That means that we, everything tastes whatever consciousness we're holding. That's the way we see the world. They should have said, thank you very much for all your efforts until now. Please pray for us so we will have water. Instead, they complain, etc. And all of this is, is all under the umbrella of a lack of emunah. So we're going we're gonna to talk about, we're going to continue to talk a little bit more about this, and then we're going to go into the solution. Obviously, we're always into the solution at the end, and how, how you should deal with your, your own challenges. Hashem despises ingratitude more than any other sin. Can you imagine that? Imagine a guy, he's eating this, or he, you know, he, you know, he didn't wake up on time, or he didn't uh, you know, kiss the mezuzah a hundred times, or he didn't separate his lettuce, but he's not grateful. That is a bigger sin, because it's a denial of godliness. Denial of Mamuna. The biggest sin we can have is ingratitude. Would you, would you ever imagine? And what do you think comes after gratitude, by the way? Think about what comes after gratitude. Anger. What do you think comes after anger? Depression. Depression. There's always something after, right? After what happens after depression, then we go into very dark places, don't we? Go into very, very dark places. And now you've got to deal with an addiction now. But you still have to deal with going back to now, going back to why you're angry. And then you have to go back why you're depressed. And then you have to go back why you're angry. And then you have to go back why are you not grateful for this? Do you understand? At the end of the day, you know, it's like we have to go back to the original source. And we're just, the more we run away from the original issue, which is a lack of gratitude, and that comes from a lack of humility, obviously. 
I'm not speaking, for, I'm talking to myself in this class. Do you understand? Talking to myself. This is for me, myself. But I said to myself, that's it, surrender. Where are you, God? We need help. Here you go. Here's the solution. That's how it works. But resisting the problem is the worst thing we could do. And the main reason for the punishment for crying needlessly in the desert continues to be complaining, complaining, complaining. Today's exile, listen to this, another line. It, you know, to write a book, The Garden of Gratitude, to make this so simple, and there's, again, there's so many books today on, on gratitude. How in the world was Rabbi Rush able to make something so simple, so deep, yet so simple? It's because he spoke to Hashem for hours and hours and hours. I don't know if these authors making these books today are spending this time. That means he's getting this downloaded directly from heaven. Anytime Rabbi Nachman said you speak to Hashem, about, you're getting directly downloaded from heaven. Today's exile is not because of God's anger a thousand years ago in the desert. It's because the Creator desires that we rectify the sin and completely uproot our ungratefulness from our midst. As long as we have not rectified this negative pattern of exile, exiles will continue to happen. Just like we've said many times, if you're going to be anxious to get married, you're going to be anxious to have a baby, and then you're going to be anxious to move to a house, and then you, it doesn't, doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. But the same thing, the ingratitude doesn't stop. It's just one more thing you're not going to be great. One more problem you're not going to be grateful for. And we are, called, we are the cause of the issue. And that is, by the way, when you say you are the, you are the cause and you are the solution, I am the problem and I am the solution, at least you have hope. Because then it's up to me to change it. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not bound to any system, etc. The root of a person's chronic crying, sadness and depression, despair and dissatisfaction is his lack of gratitude. He doesn't realize if he would just flip a switch, he would see Yeshuot beyond his means. Okay? So now, this is why, where did Amalek attack them? Think about where did Amalek attack the Jews? When they ask the question, is God in our midst or not? What do you mean God's not in our midst? How in the world did you get here? All, of, all, their, all their complaining was about rebellion. And if, you, and if you look at what's going on, and in, 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 think about what's going on in America. It's been two years of complaining. Think about, after, it's just been two years of complaining and complaining and complaining. Have we, have we, th- have we thanked God that we're in America? A, 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 play, a place where there's opportunity to make money if you have a little bit of hustle and a little bit of brain. You can't go to other countries and do, make what you can't make here. Just think about that. Just being, living in America. The fact that you have so many opportunities as long as you, you, know, you, you put a little effort. There's tremendous opportunities here. And that itself, what are we doing? Complaining, complaining, complaining. Just telling you, and remember, in our DNA, we are Jew, Jews, Judaism, from Judah, who had the ability to humble up and be grateful. And in our DNA, we have Adam, who was the first person that was ungrateful. So you have this DNA that you're predisposed already to have this form of ingratitude. The first person had it. So it's not like this is something that you should be upset about. You just have to be more have offensive. It's, it's normal to, not, to, to see things and not be grateful. You're a human being. But our job is to, is to really, really recognize that. The Rambam says, 
explains that gratitude is essentially the purpose of man's creation. That's what the Rambam says. You imagine? What is the purpose of your creation? Emuna. Emuna, which is gratitude. It is the prime expression of emuna. Gratitude is emuna. And what is emuna? Simcha. So there's a formula. Gratitude, faith, joy. Ingratitude, lack of faith, sadness. Just, there's, again, the formula's right there. It is the recognition that God, that, that all the good Hashem has, and exactly the way things should be at the exact same moments. We are so stuck in this world because we think every problem is going to be permanent. We don't believe that God recreates the world every single day. If we really did that, we would wake up with a brand new attitude. How many people really wake up and say God recreates the world and today can be a completely different day? How many people do that? How many people can really live with that energy? You have to be a master today because we're so prone to think this problem is permanent. It's permanent. This addiction will be there forever. I'll never get out of this problem. Exactly. And then what we do, we complain. Just telling you it's the human condition. This is why we just need to connect to tzaddikim. We need to connect people that have mastered this already. We, we have not mastered this. But we, we have tzaddikim. We have Rabbi Arush. We have Rabbi Nachman. They've mastered this living in the moment. They've mastered this. So at least we can, there's a road map that we can at least follow. We could be, you know, complete, simple, and, and take this road map. And I think that sometimes the key to everything is just to simplify everything. So we should ask ourselves, where are we, in, what area in our lives are we suffering? And why are we not grateful for that? And how, many, and how much effort have we spent on being ungrateful for our lack? We spoke about what is a lack. A lack is for the purpose of you to come closer to Hashem in that situation. Through gratitude, a person attains spiritual awareness. The realization that there's no difference between God's name of Yurke Vavke or Adanut or anything. It's all oneness. This is exactly what we say in Shema. So what do we have to do now? Now we have to do the complete reverse. If we look at just here, Albert Einstein's problem. What did he tell you? You cannot change a problem with the same head you got into it. Right? So now what do we do? We kill. You ever hear of this concept? Kill them with kindness. When you kill somebody with kindness, they no longer control you. They no longer affect you. Nothing. You're no longer controlled. The reason why we have to let go and forgive because you can't. You're getting controlled by that person. So when you kill something with kindness, how do you kill the Yetzirah with kindness? How do you kill the Yetzirah? Not only are you grateful, but you, you thank for the problems. It's, it's a genius how simple this is and how the answer is right in front of our face and we don't see it. We actually, it's a jid. When you're thanking Hashem for the problem, you're actually killing the ego. You're killing the Yetzirah. He has no energy on you because he gets the energy from anger, from sadness. He, he lives on that energy. You know why? Because everything you do when you're angry and sad, he, he, he's, it's, those, those services are lacking devotion so they get gobbled up by the other side. As strange as it may sound, we must also think Hashem for what we don't have. It's a natural and easy response, but the more profound this aspect of gratitude is to thank Hashem for the things in our life, 
they're, they're negative. When we, have, when, we, when we have perfect faith, we recognize that Hashem has decided to withhold something from us that we want, that's also for the best. Because if He's withholding that situation with us, we will never get the spiritual rectification that is needed. So let's say you have a Parnassa problem. You have a financial issue. Hashem wants you to, to develop trust in Him and He doesn't want you to rely on man. But the more you rely on man, the more He puts you through all kinds of tremendous obstacles that you're like, what the hell's going on? I can't make any money. So if you didn't thank Hashem for that issue, you would never rectify the real issue, which is trust. But you don't have trust. <coughs> or whether it's Shalom Bayit, or whether it's whatever, just pick the formula. Whether it's a child that you, you know, you're not giving enough love, and the child is acting out of the... What, what is the child acting out for? He's acting out because he wants attention. He wants the same attention that you should, we should be giving him. It's the bottom line. If you gave attention, you wouldn't have this problem. It's the bottom line. It's that simple. For example, a person without livelihood will pray for continuing to, to will, will, will likely pray by complaining to Hashem that of desperate situation. Such an individual will continue to suffer in poverty. Yet, in the same, if the same person thanked Hashem for these financial difficulties, realizing their soul corrections and a substitute for something much worse, he'd soon see relief. Sometimes we should. Sometimes in our life, we should be very careful that we should. You know, you have an issue in your life. Sometimes you should say, you know what, thank you for this issue, because usually you get another one. But you recognize, I, I like the first one. That one was not so bad, until you get a second one. You know, that's not so bad. When you get the second one, they ask, okay, which one do you want now? No, 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 let's go back to the first one. Happens a lot, by the way. Rab Nachman teaches us that both our individual redemption and the redemption on the whole world largely depends upon gratitude. His prime disciple Rab Natan said, if everybody would follow the instructions of the two truths that they came and believe that everything Hashem does is for the best and praise Him, they would all see an immediate Yeshua. They would all see a salvation in this. Rab Natan writes very clearly that our trials and tribulations are nullified through the expression of gratitude Furthermore, he explains that not only our own personal tribulation, but that the tribulation of, every, of Kol Yisrael, because the Rambam says the whole purpose is for Emunah, and Emunah is gratitude. So if you look at our situations, look at something in your life that's happening, and see what's the difference. And he gives an example here, that a couple came to him asking for advice about a husband, etc. Both the husband and wife complain how difficult their lives are, and how bitter everything is, Okay? And he told them, if you're not seeing everything, the reason why you're not getting a situation, uh, uh, you're not getting Yeshua is because you don't believe it's for the best. You don't believe it's for the best. If Hashem had not let you marry, for example, somebody came, a bachelor came up to him, okay? And he says, if Hashem had not let you marry until now, you have to understand this is also good. So long as you, listen, it's very, very important that you understand the language here. So long as you continue to believe Hashem has done for you is injustice, you can't smile. If I, have a, if I believe my creator is stingy, if I think he's injustice, there's no way my prayers are going to work. Because I have a different view of God. You have inju- your view of God is, a, is a, a view of a stingy God. He's abundant, merciful, and kind. But because all, we, we see him as stingy, and we're telling him, okay, stop being cheap with us. That's our view of our creator. 
And that's what happens when you get into constricted consciousness. You limit your, the godliness perspective. You think God is extremely limited, he's tight, <laughs> but that's because we are tight, and we're limited, and we're constricted. We assume that he's the same way. Just like somebody comes into a place, and you, know, you don't smile, you assume that that person's in a bad mood also. It doesn't mean that. You're in a bad mood, you assume that that person's in a bad mood. It's not true. It's a, it's a reflection of our own, our own image. And then he says here, that just as whining and complaining bring about harsh judgments, gratitude mitigates the severe judgments and arouses endless blessings. So again, what causes the, the harsh judgments is whining and complaining because it's resisting, it's not a, there's no amuna, anger, etc. We just said that formula. The opposite is, com- is to go into complete gratitude, specifically to be grateful for what we are lacking. Then he says a genius line. The Gemara says that the tears, the gates of tears are never locked. However, Rabbi Natan Abrasov teaches us that prayer and joy surpasses prayers with tears. They say a prayer with tears opens up the gates, but a prayer with joy, there is no gates. I don't need an even opening. I break the gates. There's no gate. Because prayer is the aspect of joy. But what he was really, really saying is we were supposed to get to a point where you had tears of ecstasy. Not tears of pain. Tears of ecstasy. How many of us can say we've had tears of ecstasy? I could say I've had that a few times. I've had tears of ecstasy a few times. And that's where we're supposed to get to. So Rabbi Rush says in this book, what's the formula? What should we do? The formula is Number one, say thank you to Hashem for all the abundance and blessings in your life without even confronting the difficulty or the painful issue you are dealing with. Once you have reached a level where you are truly grateful, where you start feeling the abundance in your heart, your lungs, you can move on to stage two. So the first one is not even dealing with the issue because right now, remember, we're lacking awareness. So the first step is to completely be grateful for everything else that's going on in your life. Thank you, Hashem. I live in Florida. Thank you, Hashem, for this weather. Thank you, Hashem, for praying early. Thank you. Just go, go, go crazy into abundance. Because remember, what are we doing? We are sucking the ego. We are killing the ego. That is the cause of all this problem. Just like Rabbi Nachman tells us, when you have a klipa, when you go to the mikvah, what does the mikvah do? It kills the, it kills the air. Air cannot survive in water, can it? So he says you should blow out your mouth with bubbles. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a segula, it's a remedy for removing, just, removing justice. Because what happens? There's no air. If I'm in water and I blow out my mouth with bubbles, there's no air. There's no air, there's no way, it's all nullification. The more air, the more I'm in my head. But when there's no, it's all air, it's reborn. The same thing, the more we are grateful, the more we kill the ego. We kill the ego, which is, which is the cause of all pain. The ego is the cause of the resistance. Is your soul resisting? No, it's your ego resisting. Not the soul, it's the ego resisting. The second step, thank Hashem for all the difficulties in your life. Once again, don't do this until you've resigned from a victim mindset. 
and retained your official sufferer membership card. That means you have a card of resistance and suffering and victim, you have to give it up. If you want to see a, if you want to see a solution, you have to give up. Lose it. Lose the license. Lose it. I was in the gym today, last week, this week. Never in seven years. Left it open the lock. Wallet got stolen. Ring got stolen. Thank you, Hashem. If this is the judge, thank you. Because, we, again, we, we take so many things for granted. Okay, now you have no wallet, no credit card, no this, no wallet, no, no, no license. What are you going to do now? That means the more you complain, and that day I was not in the, the best positive mood. So, oh, you're complaining about this? Don't worry, it's not done yet. I'll show you more to comp- you're going to complain about. You're not, you're not. So that's why I laughed. It was a kiss from heaven. Okay, I get it. I see where the complaining was. Now it's, I get it. So actually the wallet, losing the wallet was an obvious sign that momentum has to change. So I actually went into tremendous gratitude because of the wallet being, being lost because I knew I, I, I didn't recognize how much complaining I was doing. We all fall into this. But sometimes you need to lose your wallet to recognize how ungrateful you are. And that was the kiss from heaven. That was the kiss from heaven. Thank you. I get it. We got it. So until you get rid of the stage two, until, if, you're, if you're still in a victim mindset, there is no salvation in that situation. So you have to give up the, you have to give up the victim card. That's what he's saying here. It's not my, my words. Number three. The slouch stage. Once you have thanked Hashem, you may ask Him to illuminate your eyes for the reason you are going through this personal exile. Okay? You have to, he'll illuminate. I'm not telling you fix the problem. Open my awareness. We're trying to get the awareness. Open my eyes while you're going through this. Ask him to do proper tshuva and to rectify whatever needs rectification. Why do you need these three stages? Because if you don't have these three stages, you're praying out of self-pity and whining, and it's not a prayer. It's just venting. It's venting. So number one, Massive gratitude that kills the ego. Kills the ego. Number two, give up. Thank Hashem for all the difficulties in your life, but without a victim mindset. Number three, ask Him where is the spiritual blemish that needs to be rectified? Where is the problem that needs to be the solution? Those are the three steps. So I strongly recommend this. Put this on your menu. It, it's simple and it works. And it kills the ego. You see the ego here? There's no ego. It's humility, vulnerability, compassion, recognizing I have no direction where to go. And you'll get answered in this prayer because this is a spiritual fix. You are asking for a spiritual remedy in this, in this problem. You're not asking to fix that. You're asking for the spiritual cause of the problem. You're not asking for the... Uh, to change your, your, your business, to change your, you're asking, what is the spiritual problem? That has to be answered in heaven. Because heaven created you, and heaven wants you to grow and become a co-creator, and there's a blemish, it's, it's both of them. Heaven needs you to fix this, because heaven, it's a heavenly need. This is why we put our creator in this problem with us. He's in distress. He's in distress together. When we put him in together with distress, He's also in pain, and he wants to... The pain is both of our pain. 
So again, follow these three steps. I, I, Garden of Gratitude is a book that you, you, this should be on every single, every single bookshelf you have. It's, a, you, there's, it's not possible today to be constantly grateful unless you constantly work on it. Bottom line. And you have to pretty much pre-commit. Like, it, you know, people that say that they, people that go to the gym, they get up in the morning, their shoes are right next to their bed. So there's no, <laughs> there's no decision fatigue. This is the way you have to live. You have to get rid of the illusion of the people, places, situation, and we have to, I am not grateful in this situation. I am not seeing gratitude. I'm not seeing gratitude in this. And that's what anger is. This is Tevet. Tevet, we are getting this raw, raw energy of areas in our life that, that are infected, that need this raw energy to, be, to, to, to make it obvious. That's why it's so intense. The intensity is, is to make it obvious. It's an area that's been dormant in our lives. It's an area that needs to be intensified so we see it. Wow, I didn't see how bad it is. Now I have to recognize how, how ungrateful I am. We should all see major Yeshua, but I think this is a very powerful concept. It's simple, yet very powerful. But our job is to kill the ego. Kill the ego. Kill a Amalek. Destroy him. God told you, I want you to kill the ego. Kill a Amalek. Destroy them. We read this three times. A Amalek is the source of all of these ingratitude, etc. Have a great day. Thank you.